Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O, and the discount code DOM20. G'day team, and welcome to episode 22 of Runners Only with Dom Harvey. On this episode, Harriet Kane. Yeah, it was a really scary thing because I was obviously not able to be there for him and he was saying I'm going into surgery and they needed to get it um, sorted. So I just had no all, all these questions I wanted to ask and, you know, will you be okay? What, like, you know, par- you know, being paralysed, like, there was just so many things going was, through was my there, head. Was there, like a, was there a real chance of that? Is, is that what yeah. he said to you or you just thought? He had that fear that there the could be. She's so much fun, and in this episode, we discuss her relationship with running and her competitive spirit, her relationship with Sam, including how they met and how he proposed. You've got to stick around for this. It's a hilarious story. She talks candidly about her struggles with mental health a few years back and what she does now to ensure she stays on top of things, and we discuss the anguish of watching the person you love getting badly injured on TV. First of all, thank you very much to the sponsors of this episode of Runners Only with Dom Harvey, Fisherman's Friend. Fisherman's Friend, a fun fact about Fisherman's Friend, which I learned, they were invented in 1865, and the reason it's called Fisherman's Friend is um, the original idea was to help fishermen with their respiratory problem. So the lozenges became known as a friend, and they were for fishermen. So many cool flavours, there's the original Fisherman's Friend, the honey lemon if you've got a sore throat, there's the black currant, there's the mint, a real handy thing to have in your handbag or in your pocket or by your car, Um, just chuck one in your mouth, your breath will be good. So thank you very much, Fisherman's Friend, for making this episode possible. Really appreciate having you guys on board. All right, let's get into it. Hey, runners only, yeah, yeah, let's get it started. Hey, hey, this is runners only with Dom Harley. Fast paced, slow and steady, anywhere you coming. Just want to connect for everyone who loves running. This is runners only, yeah, yeah, let's get it started. Hey, hey, this is runners only with Dom Harley. Fast paced, slow and steady, anywhere you coming. Just want to connect for everyone who loves running. Hey, runners only with Dom Harley. Runners only with Dom Harvey and Harriet Kane. Hello. 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 I'm sitting in your gorgeous house just out of Narawahi. Thank you for having me here today. No worries. It's a pleasure to be on. I love running. I yeah. love running. Um, and I, I, that's probably one of the things I enjoy talking about. It's something that I've kind of grown up with and I've done it all through school and um, I feel like it's the only thing that I do that I can kind of clear my head and also like push myself to the absolute limit. And when I can't do it, it's, it sucks. But so um, you're you're very very heavily pregnant at the moment. Like your due date's only a few weeks away. So I'm guessing you haven't been able to run. You must be missing that. No, not since probably week eighteen of my pregnancy. Right. Um, and I mean, probably a lot of women will know this, but I produce a high level of relaxin hormone, which means that. 
the pain in my pubic bone is just really extreme. Um, so that I, about a few weeks before that, I was just running to try and, you know, um, get over the pain, but it just was still there. It could get worse. And it was annoying. It was disappointing because I loved running and I thought, yeah, I want to be that, you know, that mum or that pregnant mum who could run right up until they were full term. But that was just never the case. So oh, I don't know how that. I can't, I can't imagine how uncomfortable it would be yeah. to run when you're heavily pregnant. I know. I don't. Wow. Well, I wouldn't even know. Will yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when did you when did you start doing events? Was this at school or was this after school? Like when, when was your um, first um, like proper half marathon? So proper half uh, marathon was after school. I did one um, in the mount actually. Amazing. Really loved that. You know, you go around the mount a couple of times, um, and that was probably. Maybe a year after I was, yeah, out of school, I think. Right, right. Um, and I just loved the level of intensity and pushing yourself to the absolute limit. Um, I always loved that because when I was at school, I used to do rowing, um, and that requires a huge amount of um, intensity and mental toughness. That you know, you can kind of a lot of a lot of us really loved it and. Um, yeah, you just got to kind of put your mind into it um, and it required a lot of self-discipline and, mm. um, you know, sacrifices socially. Yeah, actually. yeah so, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I've read interviews that um, uh, maybe your husband Sam Kane's done or maybe you've done together and he talks about you being the most competitive person that he knows. <laughs> I can see that. I, I can see you're the sort of person that's never going to just – yeah, be running for joy. Like no. You run a half marathon and then the next one you want to try and beat that time. Yes, exactly. Is that, That's exactly that how it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Does it annoy you being you sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> well, like sometimes I just wish I would do something not to that level of intensity. Yeah. Like I could just do it, run out and then be like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> Say it the amount of times and then it never ends up happening. So it's like, oh, I don't know. This is my personality, I think. And you can't change it. No. But, um, are you like that with everything? I tried to do social netball. so. I <laughs> oh, that's never social, though. <laughs> and no, it's not. And I was, like, getting so annoyed with the people, you know, rubbing up against you and trying to nudge you. And I was just like, get on my way kind of thing. And it just ended up being an unsociable kind of event. But it was fun. I'll give you that. It was definitely fun. I just, yeah, I don't really think <laughs> I'm made for doing social You're things. Out for social things. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, can you do anything for fun? Like, so, say you and Sam have got an evening at home, and you're, I don't know, like a game playing well, a game. Or, or so, this is funny actually because I'm very competitive with games. Also, like it's what are we um, talking like? Anything games? What about something like Connect Four? Like a nothing game? Yeah, anything like that. Pretty much, like I'll get frustrated if I don't win, and we <laughs> <laughs> go, "Okay, are you ready for this?" <laughs> This time I kind of just, I don't know, I just, yeah, I just love winning. Is he a competitive person? He is, absolutely. Oh, no, but I'm thinking like he's probably obviously very, very competitive with his job, which is rugby, Mm -hmm. but is he able to compartmentalise so he doesn't care too much if you beat him in a board game or or is he, are you both playing for keeps? Oh, my God. We've actually just been started playing this game on our phones called 500 and and you play in pairs um, and he's been my partner, Um, but... It's been funny because he's like, oh, you're not going to give up on this, are you? And I said, no, no, I'll be fine. Like, I'll give it a go. And then it's got to the point now where we're quite obsessed with it. And um, <laughs> he, he'll stuff something out and he get really annoyed with himself. 
And then I think, and then they'll get angry at me if I kind of haven't remembered the suit or what I might be. And then, um, yeah, it's just kind of ends pear-shaped because I just said, well, I'm not going to play with you if you're going to get grumpy at me. So we're kind of equally the same in that sense. So who, like, uh, like in the in the, re- the relationship dynamic, I find in any relationship I've been in, there's someone that always sort of ends up being like the boss, I guess, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Who is it with you guys? Obviously, he's a very good captain and very good at managing yeah. people. But does he just let you have it because it's the path of least resistance? Who's the depends boss what, at the home? Depends what mood he's in. Right. I think <laughs> we like to think we're both the boss, but <laughs> it really depends on the situation. Yeah. Like, I would like to say I'm the boss in the kitchen because I love cooking. Always loved it. But, yeah, we're always challenging each other on things, how we can be better, kind of, um, whereas he, yeah, it's just... I could see that. I could see that you both push each other to be better all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah, it's really good. We've got good communication and if someone doesn't like something, bring it up pretty easily. Whereas I think he's developed me a lot in that sense, whereas I never liked that. Never good at apologising or putting my hand up and saying, sorry, I was wrong. Um, but now, I, yeah, he's definitely helped me in that regard, so it's good. Yeah, and you've yeah. probably helped him in other regards as yeah. well. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe being more competitive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so um, so the running, um, you as well as that, you've done um, some um, – you, you've dabbled in triathlon as well. I saw on Instagram yeah. you've done like a 70.3, which is a half Ironman. Yeah. How do you, what other – you've done two of them? Two Just of them. two. Yeah. So originally it was actually only – I kind of just thought, oh, what am I going to do? I want something that I can really push myself, commit myself to. And so I took up um, the 70.3, and I thought it would be cool to take off my bucket list. And I trained for a yeah, good year. I got a really good um, trainer, um, Nicole, Nick Gill, who um, is the All Blacks trainer, right. strength and conditioning coach, and he's done gazillions of full um, Ironmen, so I knew I was in good hands. Mm. And yeah, it was just I really loved the training style. I've never I've never been introduced to zone training, which is used when to uh, for your endurance and to build your endurance. You don't actually have to push yourself, which is what I couldn't get in my head. I thought, oh, this is what you I don't you don't actually have no, to push yourself sometimes no. or never. Uh, a little bit, but yeah. a very small yeah. percentage of your training you're actually pushing yourself. So it's maybe five to ten percent of your full training uh, schedule that you're pushing yourself. Right, because if you were training by gut rather than following um, like a program done by someone that knows yeah. what they're talking about, you just go hard yeah. out. <laughs> I would just max out until I couldn't do any longer. Yeah. So um, and. So the training was, you say it's easier than what you yeah. would have anticipated? And, yeah. yeah, and more enjoyable because there'd be times where I think, oh, my God, I have to go out and do this run or this bike or this swim and think I'm going to have to push myself to the absolute limit and I'd put it off the whole day and think, okay, I'll just go and do it. Whereas zone training, you're thinking, okay, I'm just going to get my heart rate to 140 and it's not going to go above that and it's enjoyable because you can actually still talk at that pace. Mm. And, yeah, I loved it. And that's probably why I stuck at it and I, I wanted to see results. And you did see results. By the way, for anyone that doesn't know what that is, a half Ironman, can you mm. just give us the, um, the length of the things? So it's a 2K swim, yeah. a 90K bike, and then a half marathon, which is 21 kilometres. Yeah. So if I ever do one of them, and I dare say one day I will, it'll be... I'm sure you will, Dom. To see, <laughs> you. It'll be to see if I could then do a full Ironman, which I suppose yeah. is the, the holy grail, the ultimate. Is that, mm. is that what you were thinking as well, or...? Yeah, well, I was thinking, how the heck? I mean, even those numbers, 2K swim, 90K bike, 21K run. It's bonkers. Um, it is a long time yeah. to be, 
you know, exercising for. Um, and I kind of never really thought I was going to do it, but I did do it and I ended up doing another one. So, <laughs> yeah, I must have enjoyed it. Was <laughs> I must the, have enjoyed it. The second one faster than the first one? No, it wasn't. Oh, you and, must have been spewing it yourself. No. So, so this is where my um, whole training, you know, goes out the window with the zone training because – my personality got in, my, in the way of things and because I wanted to push myself, I thought, okay, you know, I'll just push myself a little bit more. Um, I know I'm not in that zone that I need to be um, to, you know, go the full length, but I should be all right. And so you just thought you go harder than what you should do and yeah. then just hope you can hang on. Yeah. yeah, so my heart rate was probably about 15 beats over what it should have been during my bike. That's a lot. Weirdly enough, I didn't feel... I didn't feel too exhausted. I was just like, oh, I should be okay for my run. Got to my run and within about three or four kilometres into it, I just I've, I just was done. I had no fuel left in the tank. Mm-hmm. I was chugging down um, sachets of sugar and water and Powerade, everything that I could get myself into because I thought, well, maybe it's energy. Maybe that's what I need to get, my, to get into me. No, it just didn't work. And the last... About 15k of my run was just absolute <laughs> agony. I was thinking, doing all of the self talk in my head, thinking, how am I going to get myself over this line? Because I, you're saying the last 15k's, but you're only six k's in. I know uh, your run is just beginning. Exactly, exactly. So it was it was awful. Like the feeling, I was like, I, I have to stop. I'm going to stop in the next kilometer. That was kind of my self talk. But mm. then I would keep pushing I'd keep pushing but yeah my my run in that second half Ironman was 45 seconds slower in terms of each kilometre um, than my first so 40 just, wait 45 seconds yep. per kilometre slower yeah it was 545 seconds per kilometre so yeah, on average yeah. so it's that's massive that's massive um, yeah I just had nothing left in the tank and it would just keep dropping so I started off about 5k five minute k's and then it just dropped but that was pretty much the only way I was going to get to the finish line yeah in a lot of ways that's probably do you think do you feel like that's the best thing that could have happened to you like moving forward I feel like when you when you fuck up badly like that you learn so much more about yourself oh yeah yeah definitely I know that what I learned from that was put you know zone training actually worked for me like I should have just listened to the numbers I should have trusted that process um, and then, if say if I do it again, I'll absolutely you know go out there and just you know stick to the schedule, yeah. the training schedule that was given to me. Yeah. But yeah, it was an amazing feeling. It's nothing can be a feeling like that, you know, crossing the finish line and knowing what you've ch- just achieved. Yeah, and in some ways, even though the time was slower, and the second one when you finished, when I'm sure there were like deep dark moments when you wanted to pull out, like the the feeling of pride <laughs> yeah. that you actually stuck with it and got there, that must be really good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy what your mind can do, like mentally. Mm. You've, it was like a whole hour, <laughs> over an hour that I was trying to st- <laughs> tell my body to stay in this, stay yeah. in this, and my body and my whole you know body was like, no, no, stop, stop, you just can't do this. Yeah. But, Felt like you, you you just couldn't you live, you're letting yourself down if you do that. So mm, I, I I can I I can't imagine you ever having a DNF in a race. <laughs> uh, you just like hang in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's go let's go way back. So you um you were raised on a dairy farm, like not far from where mm. we live. Yeah. Mm. And your parents are still there. Yes. So my parents still run the farm, and they both. So my dad still lives in Hamilton. Mum lives in Taupo now, and. 
I just love the farm life. Yeah. Um, Where did you go to school? Uh, Waitarema and Wairanga School. So that was um, – no one's probably ever heard of those before. <laughs> I mean, everyone says, where did you live? Where did you live? And I said, oh, honey, why? But – I don't think anyone's going to know where that is. Mm. Yeah, it's just kind of on the way to to, to, go, uh, to go further. So right. And when did you decide you wanted to um, get into ECE, early childhood education? Because that, that's your job, right? You're not working at the moment, no. um, but you're a, a kindy teacher. Yes. So I um, didn't actually know what I wanted to do after school. Did um, food and wine course. Love food. Still do cooking and baking and whatnot. And then I was nannying at the same time. So I had a love for children also. Because um, they're easy to boss around. They are. <laughs> <laughs> and they're funny little things too, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of thought, actually, started, was working in hospital for about six months and I thought, this sucks. I had, hated the hours, the pressure, just didn't like it at all. And then I did a three-year degree in early childhood education. From there, I've just been working in early childhood and really enjoying it, so mm. it's it's good. So... You and your husband, Sam, he's a little bit older than you. Yep. So I'm guessing he was... Four years. Um, eight? Four, Four years. years. Yep. Okay, so he was. He would have been playing in the Chiefs when you were when you were at university or still at school, in the last years still, of school? No, no, I was still um, at Wintech. Wintech, yeah. So I think it was my first year, actually. Right. Were you, were you a rugby girl? I, I feel like... Because I lived, in, I lived in Hamilton for a while, and it's such a... I reckon Hamilton... And Waikato and Canterbury are the two big rugby areas yeah. of the country. People have the Mulu bells. Yeah, and, they do. So yeah. rugby players here are like rock stars. So even yeah. if you're not into rugby, you know who they are. Yeah. I guess kind of yes and no. Like I would uh, – my well, my family is really into rugby. Like my dad loves rugby. So I guess yes and no. Like I would go to some of the games differently in Hamilton, but I kind of didn't really know the rules or anything like that. <laughs> Nobody um, does. No. In fact, when I first met Sam, I said to him, uh, "What's that C in front of your name?" And he was like, "Are you serious?" Because you, oh, know you how could work get that cap done, right? Yeah, right. You could work that I out. Was like, were you thinking position my, like centre? Yeah, or? I was like, "What does that mean?" And then all my all of my friends were like, "Are you kidding me right now?" And I was like, "Oh gosh." <laughs> really put my foot in it. He probably thought you were like um, doing that thing where you, you play cute. Or, yeah. yeah, and I was like, no, I'm being serious. <laughs> so so did you, um, like before you, you knew him or met, met him, were you like, oh, he's he's quite a good-looking guy? Or yeah. did you have a crush on any of the other players? No, I kind of, I... You'd be too young for Kaho, yeah, that was maybe before yeah. your time. He's, he's good-looking, though. Best-looking chief ever, good-looking. in my opinion, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You may disagree, but... <laughs> no, 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 I agree, I agree. <laughs> so I met him over in the Mount, it was after a gig, um, and I think it was a friend who was um, friends with one of his friends, and we were just chatting, but we weren't really chatting, or, yeah, it was, yeah, we just knew each kind of friends of friends and everything. Oh, okay. Um, and then about a few months after that... Um, we, I was in town, and he was in town at the bank by Brissery in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Just could have been worse. Could have been the outback. Yeah, exactly. So this is about six years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, he was sober, dead sober, and I wasn't. It was my birthday, so we were out with a group of friends. Um, oh, you didn't have like a sash on or anything? No, nothing, oh, did, nothing like tacky thank like that. Or, okay. Yeah, I think he would be completely put off if I had something <laughs> like that on. <laughs> and then. Yeah, so I guess it was my friends were quite friendly with some of the Chiefs players in that team because we're kind of the same age. And then, yeah, we just got chatting. I initiated the conversation, actually. I, I read about this. You did a, like a magazine article. So you went out, and this is, um, was this drunk courage? I, I feel like sitting face-to-face with you and hearing how competitive you are, even if you were sober, like this is 
probably how you'd approach the situation. Yeah. Would you? Uh, yeah, I just went straight over to him. And, and asked if he, if he was single. <laughs> Not quite like that, but I was. <laughs> I did actually ask him if he remembered me, and then he said no, and I was like, oh, okay, that's a bit awkward. <laughs> yeah, so I asked if he remembered me at the mount, and then he said no, and then he said, actually, I think you were that chick with the long brown legs, and I was like, oh, well, maybe, maybe I was. Um, and then we just kind of... Went from there, really. It's just history, really. Mm. Yeah. So, so what happens then? You swap numbers or you dance for a while? He, he asked for my number. And then the following night, we both were out, actually, except we'd both been drinking. So, yeah, it was a lot easier to kind of chat. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course, and, same yeah. level. Yes, yeah. So, um, And then he asked for my phone number and that was that. Mm. Um, and kind of love at first sight or a bit of a slow burn? I don't know. I guess so. I don't know. We just mm. really clicked with like – immediately. A lot of the same likes, um, which was, yeah, and we felt like we had known each other for longer than mm. it was. Really, uh, yeah, it was cool. Amazing. Like, same backgrounds in a sense, farming, and we just, yeah, we liked the same things. I mean, yeah, because there, there is that saying that opposites attract, and but then there's also, I suppose, a situation where you've got yeah, people like you who are both competitive and both yeah. very driven and stuff, which is you know, identicals in a way, but I yeah. suppose it just drives you both to be yeah. to be better. And Well, because I think opposites attract, I'm kind of like, oh, is that true? Because say if I was really into exercising and, you know, my partner or husband wasn't, that would suck because you kind of want to be able to do things together. Like you you really want to be able to kind of build that connection and be able to do stuff together because, you know, that's your life partner. Yeah, and it must have been really nice, really nice for you and for Sam as well, I guess, when you did, you know, did your half Iron Ironman events, and he's there like supporting and watching. I mean, it's yep. probably normally normally you the other like, way around. being in a stadium with a whole yeah. lot of other people. Yeah, it was, was really, really cool. cool. Yeah, and I think he loved that fact about it too because he was able to support something that I really loved and that I really worked hard for. And from that, I probably would do more because you know we've got both got different hobbies. Then we've. We both like to challenge each other and I like to go out and try something new and, yeah, who knows what, what's next on the agenda. Well, mo- motherhood news. <laughs> motherhood, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine you um, using motherhood as an excuse for very long. You don't strike me as the type that you know, I'd, say, I'd see in two years from now and you go, well, you know, I'm struggling to shift the baby weight. Yeah. Um, what, <laughs> you want to do some, some more 70.3 events, more half marathons? Or do you want to do a full marathon? I'd actually really like to do a full marathon. Oh, you'd um, smash it. Yeah, just, I kind of, yeah, I've always wanted to, so I've done the halves, so just never went to the full extent of doing a full, and obviously my like of running. So, yeah, I definitely want to do a full, and we'll see about a full Ironman. It would be quite cool, but mm. oh, it's just time consuming, very oh, time so consuming. Much training, yeah. yeah. Um, a whole other level compared to um, a half. Yeah, what we need is for you to have the baby and then Sam to have another very bad injury. That's going to see yeah. <laughs> No, no, that's the last thing we want. Um, <laughs> how have you dealt with things like um, injuries and stuff? Uh, like that's got to be the weirdest thing, like seeing the person that you love, you know, getting hurt. Sam's had some really yeah, bad injuries. So for, for these things, have you been at the grounds or have you been at home watching it on TV? That's got to be... Um, one of the hardest things to deal with. Well, what's what's well, he had? He had an, an, like a neck, he's had a, a neck, neck thing and yeah. a back thing. So it was a fracture to a C7. That was definitely by far the worst. Right. Where was that? Were you there? That was in South Africa. Right. And I wasn't there. I was actually um, I was actually going to sleep and then my phone kept ringing. And I thought, I was like, oh, because oh. was it a South African game where it was in the, like, yeah. the middle of the night sort yeah. of thing? Okay. So I had just watched the game and then maybe an hour or something after – 
getting the phone, it kept ringing, and I was like, oh, I'll just answer it in the morning. But then I eventually answered it, and it was Sam, and he told me exactly what happened, and I thought, holy shit. Cause um, what did, so you watched the game and then went to bed, so you, you saw him yeah, like, leave the say, field. However, I just didn't think it was as bad as right. what it was. So I, I can't remember, was he stretched off, or did he um, walk off? I can't walked even, off. Walked off. Oh, okay, so you so, thought uh, yeah, I thought, oh, concussion maybe, yeah, or... Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I actually did think it was concussion. Right. I didn't think it was anything to do with his spine. But anyway, here it sounds like we're just like dismissing concussion. Yeah, we're, we're not, but compared I know, to what it was... what it was, yeah, yeah sorry, 100%. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Shit. Yeah, it was a really scary thing because I was obviously not able to be there for him and he was saying, I'm going into surgery within a few hours. Like, it was really an urgent thing and they needed to get it um, sorted. So I just had no all, all these questions I wanted to ask and would you, you know, will you be okay? What, like, you know, par- you know, being paralysed, like there was just so many things going was, through was my there, head. Was there like a, was there a real chance of that? Is, is that what yeah. he said to you or you just thought this? Um, it was, a, yes, there was that slight, he had that fear that that the could panic. be. Um, was he crying on the phone? Is he like? Was he? Is he? Is he a, does he get no, scared and emotional, or is he quite stoic? He's very reserved in the sense he doesn't really he never cries, but he just you know when he's in pain. scared or yeah. yeah. Um, he was just absolutely devastated, and he said the the pain, especially after the surgery, when he came out of surgery, being in that position where you cannot move, it was just the worst pain he's ever been in his life. And then, luckily, so they, they, was he on like morphine or something like that? Yeah, he was probably on. Yeah, he was on yeah, literally everything. Still painful though. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. So I was lucky enough to get on a plane with my mother-in-law, Kathy, Sam's mum. So we went over and we stayed with him for a week. Mm. And yeah, he was you know millimeters away from being paralysed, and still to this day, it blows my blows me away to see not just. Being able to walk and do, you know, life the same, but play rugby to the, his mm. extent, this, you know, and play, you know, really good rugby. It's just incredible. It's inspirational. And yeah. this, this isn't, this isn't, a, this is your interview. This isn't his yeah, inter- interview, but, <laughs> but um, remarkable. And like, as a someone that doesn't do physical sports at all, you try and imagine yourself in that position and how you overcome the fear to mm. put your body on the line again after that. And commit and, yeah. and do what's required for that job. It's just mind-boggling. Mm. <laughs> like if if something like happened again, would you would you would you want him to stop? Um, I've always had the kind of I don't know, I guess, mindset that if someone really loves what they're doing, then you can't kind of take it away from them. Mm. Um, you obviously express your kind of concerns or that you're that it is scary for you because it is, and you don't know what's going to happen. But yeah. They love it and they trust themselves and, yeah. That flight with um, his mum must have been the worst 30 or whatever hours in your life. It was, yep. We did get put forward to, I can't remember what it was, but it was like the one in between economy. Oh, premium economy. Yes, and then we had business on the way home, so that was really nice. Yeah, we were really well looked after. I suppose on the way back you... Did, did he come back with you on the flight, or was he still over there a bit longer in recovery in hospital? No, he came back. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Well, yep. that, oh, that must have been like a. I suppose you could breathe at that point. Yeah. 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 We knew kind of the recovery and what what that was going to look like, and it was going to be a long road, but 
yeah, just the fact that he would recover to um, back to his full kind of potential mm. really was oh, just like remarkable. Yeah, a really good result. It's up there with um, I think with Tiger Woods playing golf again after oh, yes. having that car yep. crash fourteen months ago. Like it really is. Could have been a career ender. Exactly. So, so on this, how long did the recovery thing take to, when, when, he, when he got back home? Is it a big recovery um, process? It was, yeah, it was very big. Mm. It was probably at least six months. Mm. And where, um, where, do you, where do you sit on that? So he's competitive, you're competitive. Are you pushing him to recover faster or telling him, telling him to hold back? No, definitely not pushing him. <laughs> definitely, I would be. But he just put, yeah. you know, he's pushing himself as hard as what he can. And yeah. you're, you're like, I, don't do so much. He's the same with me in the sense that he just wants to get better fast. Mm. And yeah, frustrating because there's only, you know, so much you can do. And you can't push yourself because your recovery might take longer or whatever. But it was actually when he was told, he was in this neck brace and. They said, you're going to be you know, out of this by December, which is when we had our engagement party. So we're like, yay, we're going to have to be in that for our engagement party. And then he went and saw the specialist up in Auckland and he was. they said, sorry, we thought he was getting it off, but no, he was going to have it on for another four weeks. And it was just absolutely devastated him because it was so uncomfortable. Mm. Being was it, was it more like a neck brace or a back brace? Or neck, so just right, neck brace, right. which um, meant he – had to turn rotate his whole body <laughs> like a robot, like yeah, a thunderbird. Like In fact, it was it was quite funny after he got it off because you would still see him turning like a robot, and he didn't even have it on. Like it was just oh, inch- just because it had become like yeah, a like a normal instant. habit. Yeah, yeah, like habit for him. Where he just he's like, yeah, I need to kind of get it out of my head that I don't have the neck brace on anymore. But yeah, it was. Hard to watch him because he just was in pain. It was so uncomfortable all the time, sleeping, yeah, everything. It's very different because it's not an injury or something, or something like that. But um, I suppose now, like with the the baby coming up, the roles are sort of going to reverse. Like he's going to be the helpless one that's mm-hmm. standing there next to you while you're in hospital and in immense pain, yeah. you know, wishing he could do something but unable to do anything. Really, yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, like a full circle sort of thing. Yeah, I know. I know he he's got that. Danish blood in him, so I know he's going to be good at, you know. What's the Danish blood thing? I I haven't heard that before. What does the Danish blood thing mean? So his family's Dutch. Yeah. And they came over to New Zealand um, years years and years ago. Um, And so I actually heard from Kathy saying that Dutch people are, you know, really strong-willed and know what they want. They're really organised. They can seem quite rude or abrupt because they can be quite (laughs) matter-of-fact. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, and Sam is like that. He's really straight to <laughs> really straight to the point. <laughs> Doesn't well, beat about beat around the bush for sure. All right. So, did he get the? Um, was it a happy ending? Did he get the brace off in time for the engagement party? No, he didn't. Sorry, oh. that was. So you got photos of the engagement party, and he's yeah, yeah. And he's in the brace, but. Want twenty percent discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O, and the discount code DOM20. Mm. Yep. So um, back before the engagement party, uh, who, who proposed to who? Did he, you propose to him or did he propose to you? No, he repro- proposed to me. Did you know it was coming? How long had you been seeing each other no. at that point? A um, couple of years, a few years? Yeah, I think about three years. Right. That's well, a complete surprise. Yeah, but it's funny because I'm one of those people who um, really like to kind of push buttons and find out <laughs> when this was going to happen. Do you hate surprises? 
I love them, but right, like right. I was kind of like, oh, when's this going to happen? Um, find I was hunting around his luggage to try and see if I could find a ring and <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so <That's, yeah. laughs> I'm sorry, but that sounds like a person that hates like, surprises. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, which is weird because we've actually f- not we've decided not to find out the gender of our baby. Oh, have you not? You, no, you haven't done a gender so reveal. Really, no. Have you got a vibe? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you think? Uh, we think it's a boy. Why do you think that? I have no idea. Yeah, just, I just yeah. Have that inkling, but I mean, it's fifty-fifty chance, right? So <laughs> you're either going to be <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. Yeah. Um, oh, you so you're going through a suitcase looking for a ring? Yeah, yeah. and I couldn't find it. Right. I was going through the drawers. I was like, because he got back from <laughs> South Africa, and I said, "Oh, the, you know, diamonds are really good in South Africa." So I thought, "Oh, what a, he's if he's come back from South Africa, then he's bound to have bought some diamonds back. Maybe we'll see." But um, he actually put. The diamonds, because he knew what I was like. He knew I, I know. He knew I went on for a hunt for these diamonds, so he put them up in the um beat, in the roof. He, he beat you. <laughs> Why did he put them in the roof? Because he was like, she will never go up there. So put them up in the roof. Forgot he put them. <laughs> <laughs> forgot he put them in the roof, and then freaked out because he thought, "Oh shit, I've lost these diamonds. Where are they?" And then remembered a few weeks later that that's where they were. But yeah, he proposed to me. Um, we were on a. A trip away in Rotorua, and I lodged there. And you still at this point, completely in the dark, oh, totally yeah. blind. Yep. Were, was he acting funny or anything? Like, no. was he nervous? Like, could you you couldn't sense? Because no. a lot of lot, lot of friends that got engaged said to me, "Oh, they could tell something was up." No, no, I he wasn't. Tell. Off. No. Yeah, yeah. Just that he had received his phone call that he said was like seemed really worrying to me because it was from my dad, but he didn't say what it was about. And I was like, oh, God, can you just tell me now? He said, I can tell you later, but not now. And I thought, That's why can't you just tell me now? What's the difference? <laughs> and he just – I keep bringing it up. He, he, I just keep he, surely you could have just made something up on this. I know. <laughs> well, I'm not good at thinking he on freaked, this. <laughs> freaked out, I think. Yeah, and he attached this ring to the fishing line, which I thought was – yeah, anyway, he attached this – he got it off an idea of a friend, I think. Attached it to her <laughs> and then went – put it in this gushing water – and then said to me, oh, would you like to drink the water out? It's fresh. It's so nice. And I said, no, thanks. He said, come on, drink the water. So I put my head down and he dangled the ring, hoping, oh, surely she can see it. But the water was just gushing so fast <laughs> I couldn't see anything. And then he popped, brought it up right in front of my eyes. And there it was. <sighs> That's the most random idea ever. Uh-huh. And That's... what's even more scary is the fact that I said, did you trust your knots? Because... Oh, yeah, that could have been is, disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he well, said, yeah. yeah, I trust in my knots. I was like, oh. Def, of- definitely a male friend that gave him that idea, I reckon. Eh? Yeah. But, what, guys are weird. Like, a, a guy suggests that to another guy, and the other guy goes, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's really romantic. Imagine <laughs> if he pulled the string up, and he's like, shit, oh, where's the ring? <laughs> what am I going to do here? <laughs> oh, so what was, the, what was the thing about your dad? Oh, so that was that. He just asked Dad if um, had permission to marry his daughter, and he just asked on the on that day. Oh, so he like flick your dad a text or whatever, and your dad must have like called and yeah, yeah, right. I guess. Oh, so. that's nice and traditional. That could have good. Jesus, that could have messed up his whole his whole, whole plan, though. Plan. Why didn't you do that in advance? I know. He was doing it with me there when I could have literally <laughs> came outside. Oh my god! Could but that's that's place. quite nice. Are, you, are, your, uh, are your parents quite traditional? Like, would they? Would they have been like a, I don't know, like annoyed if he hadn't have done that? I don't think so. Yeah, it's respectful, yeah, just, though, eh? Yeah, yeah, and Sam is pretty um, polite and respectful like that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, 
I just don't know why I did on the on the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so you, you said yes. Well, I mean, apart from the the weird thing with the fishing line and the, the drinking the freezing water, well, like, was was it quite an emotional moment? Like you must have been floored. Uh, yeah, I yeah. was. I was blown away, um, and I had no idea, no idea whatsoever that he was going to do it. That's well done. So yeah, he did a really good job with that. Oh my god! And who's the first person you call? Is it your mum, sister? Well, I think it was my mum. Yeah, uh, and then was yeah. It was, yeah so at, was, at that point, it can't have been much of a. I mean, obviously, it was a surprise. But if you've been together a few years and everything's going well, I suppose people mm. sort of expect that call sooner yeah. or later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. No, it was a very cool feeling. So. Yeah, and then you get married in Wanaka. Why, why Wanaka? Just because it's a beautiful place? Yeah, we both yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, we just love the scenery, the outdoors, the, I mean, even the, the, oh, by, the yeah. running tracks and the biking tracks. Like, I could just, oh. Oh, don't get me started on that. I want to try, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Oh, the trails down there are beautiful. Mm. There's some events that start there. Like, I'm doing the Kepler Challenge oh, later this year. Oh, my gosh, that's I'm, on my bucket list to do. Oh, how good, yeah. how good. And there's another one I did a couple of years ago, which I wouldn't recommend. Starts there and finishes in Arrowtown called the Mototapu. Oh, and yes. it's like 52 k's, but it's the steepest you, thing you've ever done. Is it the one where you stay at different lodges? Um, and that's one day one. Oh, it's one, one day. day one, but shit, longest day of my life. Yeah. Oh, my God. Please don't do that. Promise me you won't do that. <laughs> well, I can't <laughs> <Yeah>. promise you. <laughs> yeah. Right, so you have the wedding, and then did you go on honeymoon? This is pre-pandemic, right? Yeah, well, yeah. we planned to go on honeymoon, but then COVID happened oh, pretty sure. much, and we haven't been on a honeymoon at all. Well, so. and that ain't happening either now. No. So, so I, think- I well, suppose in a sense, because um, I saw this on Instagram, you guys did like a, a camper van holiday. Was that last year or the year before? Mm. Last year. I, could, I guess you could say that was our honeymoon. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the, the, will that be the, 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 the last, obviously apart from Christmas break, I suppose that's the last holiday that you guys had like as a yeah, couple just yeah. a, a twosome and it was the best thing we've ever done i mean is I've, that so i was just, gonna ask you about that because i thought you you probably learn a lot about a person even if yeah. you're married to someone and you live and in the same a confined house, space like that a fucking van holy yeah. yeah there was definitely some shitty moments where you just thought well, how am i going to get away from this person yeah true um, um so yeah why is it the best thing you've ever done i just think you know we live in new zealand and we've never really had the opportunity. Well, I've just never really gone out and seen places, really. So it was kind of a good opportunity to do that. And we went and stayed with some friends and, like, the high country and all that. It's just incredible. Like, I would happily move down to the South Island, especially, you know, Dunedin, the Otago kind of area. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah, so it was cool to be able to have the opportunity to do that. I mean, if have Sam not been injured, we wouldn't have that opportunity so oh what was this during the rugby season so or was this, this pre-season yeah. or no yeah. well this was when he had his shoulder right um surgery Jeez, he's been in the wars he's, hasn't he he has yeah and we were able to do something like that so was it like um was it a van or was it a camper van like a camper how, van. Cam- yep. oh, okay so it was a, yeah, okay it's so big enough yeah yeah right. it was um yeah it was really cool like we got all the you know we had everything we needed i guess the only thing was you had to really think about what you wanted to pack because <laughs> we took all of the stuff and yeah. then we they, we thought, oh, shit, we're not going to be able to fit this and we're going to have to take at least a pack away and then store it. Um, and even that was just too much. There was just still too much stuff. Um, but we managed. Mm. It was cool. 
Yep. Oh, that's amazing. So I definitely highly would recommend it to anyone yeah. who wanted to do something like that. I've got no doubt you'll be an exceptional mum and surely your your early childhood ed- education um, you know, skills with mm-hmm. kids will, will help you with that. How do you think Sam's going to be as a, as a dad? Oh, I think he'll be an awesome dad. Yeah. Um, he's actually been to a few of, our, of the centres I've worked at. And it kind of, I don't know what it is, but it kind of annoys me how good he is with children. And I'm thinking, I've been, you, I'm a teacher. This is a competitive thing again. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. I mean, I've worked in the centre for how long? And he comes in, doesn't even know the children, and they just all swarm to him. And you That's know, remarkable. Because I'm guessing they, kids, what sort of age are we talking? Like two, three, four? So these children were about four. Right. Yep, so they've, so. they've got no clue who he is. So it's not no. like a... It's not, not like a fame thing. No, it's just um, a all of, I mean, he did bring in a lot of goodies from Chiefs, <laughs> so flags, bowls, everything kids like at that age, but rugby balls. Right, um, okay, bribery, bribery. Yeah, yep. so no, they, he's really good with them. Yeah, I could definitely see him being an early childhood teacher, actually, <laughs> after mm. rugby, you know. Jeez, <laughs> it's probably a lot safer. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, yeah, you don't get too many early childhood teachers and neck oh. braces as far as I'm aware. No. I haven't done the stats or the research. No, but. no. Yeah. No, yeah, he will do. He will be an awesome dad, and he's definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, um, I know. I said a few times, he's like, I kind of, I really want it to be a, a boy. He wants a boy and a girl, but you know, you can't choose those things. Mm. But um, just because he wants to be able to go out and do things with him, you know, boys' trips, kind of fishing, hunting, golf, all those like things you can do with your boy. But I've always heard that men who have a little girl, they end up being you know daddy's little girl or kind of like just love absolutely love them to bits and yeah oh, of they never, yeah, yeah it's always me so smitten with them so yeah yeah i mean yeah, yeah. i mean but people say that because i suppose you just get asked mm. so you have to come up with an answer but yeah i don't think you'd love any any sex any less no no and i think he probably thinks oh you can't do a lot of these things um, with a girl, but you can. Oh, of course I mean, you can. You can and do if, all those things. Yeah, and if, if it's um, if it's a girl that's um, just idolises her dad, like she'll probably yeah. want to do those yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're you're very lucky. I went through um, myself and my my ex wife. We got married, and then you sort of you know take for granted that you're just going to get pregnant and it's exactly. going to come easy. And we we ended up having years and years of fertility treatment, and it mm-hmm. didn't work. Um, was it quite easy for you guys? Did you do that thing? It's like oh, we're not trying, but we're not not trying, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, even that question, I find it really hard mm. because I know there are a lot of people out there that can't get pregnant and have really have issues with fertility and things. So, well, you can't I almost, listen. Yeah. You can't worry about that too much, though. Like, I've got some friends that have um, that have got pregnant, and they've they've called me before they've told anyone else to say, "Hey, we just want to give you the heads up that." Yeah. And it's like I I don't want you to feel guilty about yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm happy for you, and mm. you know, yeah. it wasn't in my path, but yeah, yeah, but good on you for being respectful and mindful yeah. of that. I it was um yeah I was very fortunate um to we, we did conceive um pretty easily and yeah I think that's absolutely what you do take for granted is that um you, and you hold off because there's all these things that happen in life and you you know things are expensive um and you can't afford to have kids right now so it's we'll just hold off until later in life and then mm. that's when it's the time where it's really it could all fall to pieces and fertility is such yeah. a big issue yeah. you know, Reach thirty years old, and oh, it's amazing! Yeah, I, I learned so much about it. And the, the, you see the graph with the um, the female biological clock, mm. and it's alarming. Yep. It's alarming how quickly your fertility drops off. Yeah, and um, all the stresses in life that um, mm. add to that as well. We've got so many stresses in our, in our lives at the moment, and the food that you um, that you we eat, and all that, all those things you kind of don't really think about. Mm. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so expensive. Yeah, a block of cheese, 15 bucks. <laughs> it's I so know. expensive. Absolutely. Now, when, when I arrived, before we started recording this podcast, I asked you if you had a birth plan or something, because friends of mine that have had, had kids, they have like a birth plan. Yep. And you seem like a you, – you're very competitive and you seem very very much a planner. You, um, you seem very blasé about it. I know. And you guys live out in the WAPs. Well, yeah, so, I mean, everything else is relatively organised in that sense, like – Baby's room is all set up. That's all done. I saw that on Instagram. It looks very bougie, by yes. the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, we've. I've just kind of not really got into the birth plan. I don't know why. I kind of got it in my head. But then I think also I probably should have write that down for Sam because I'm not going to be in that headspace where I'm going to be really knowing what's going on. So yeah, we've. I know that I want to have it at the hospital, definitely for the first, just to be safe. And that's, you know... You've got resources there if you need it. Yeah. And I do like the idea of a water birth, but I just have no idea what's gonna what's gonna happen and the chances well, you know, what if anything goes wrong, having to, yeah, yeah, yeah. having to go to the hospital could can take up to an hour or two hours mm. just getting there. So Are you nervous? Are you scared? Um Yeah, I'd say a little bit. Yeah. But I think I've had a lot of people talk to me. Say it's you know it's the best day of your life. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably after uh, yeah. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you you can have the drugs if you need it. Like mm. you know you. I mean, I want to ha- try as much as I can to have a natural birth, but if it Come doesn't on, work, take the drugs. They? <laughs> They're there for a reason. Uh, yeah, they, I actually am a hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am looking forward to um, having a spin on the gas, actually. Like I oh, the NOS is yep. amazing. Yep. Oh, yeah, Sam's got to have a hoon on that yeah, as well. I know, like, I know. Yeah, I know. I said it's that really would be enjoyable. Yeah, going to make the whole experience a little bit more enjoyable, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Do you think you're, um, you're, the, the training you've done for different events over the years and also the, the pain and the dark places you've been into, like in that run that you talked about in the second 70.3 where it was painfully slow, mm. do you think that'll sort of help you in a way? Or do you think it's a different sort of pain? Well, you hear about so many people um, pushing themselves and doing these all extreme events, right? And then they get into labour and they just can't handle it. And I'm thinking, I hope, I hope, like I'm not one of those people. I like to think I'm. You know, what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean? Because I, I would have thought it'd be the opposite. Because it's like um, if you're in labour, you, you just have to handle it. Like, yeah. There's only one way that, mm. that baby, well, two ways that baby's coming out, but it's coming out regardless. Yeah. But if you can't handle the pain in a, a endurance event, you, there's always that option that you mm. can tap out. Yes, true. Oh, I just have spoken to um, midwives who've worked with, obviously, a range of women, mm-hmm. and it's the people that you least expect. So it's like, well, this lady uh, lady went into labour and she was kind of never really, you would never expect her to kind of, you know, she didn't take any pain relief at all. And then there's the person who comes in and they're, you know, they're built to do this. They're strong. They're an athlete. They're this, this, and that. And yeah, then they just yeah. absolutely they take every every um, pain relief they can. So I don't know. I guess it just depends on the process and how you how you as a person take. Oh it, god, really? that, that would be, I'd be that in that latter group. I'd be I'd be taking like half a dozen ibuprofen before I leave the house. And if they <laughs> ask me if I've taken anything, I'd say nope. I know. And I'd want the uh, what's the thing where they put the big needle. Epidural. Oh. Oh, is that yeah. the needle in the back? Yeah, that's a needle in the back. I'd want that, but I wouldn't want that. I'd want no. them to numb the area first. Yeah. Actually. So, and you've seen the needle. I think that you just pass out mm. seeing that needle, to be honest. Just <laughs> knock knock me out and get us do a cesarean. Yeah. That's what I'd want. Yeah. Wake up drowsy and have the baby there. But then you don't want the um, <laughs> aftermath of a cesarean. Oh, is that pretty bad, is yeah. that? Yeah, worse than the um, natural labour. Right. Mm. <sighs> just the recovery time is just... Yeah. Way worse and a lot. There's a lot of pain there, and just 
Yeah, so mm. I would try. Yeah, I would really like to avoid a cesarean if I can. Yeah, wow. Mm. Um, and one thing I love to um, talk about with people on this podcast is um, uh, me- mental health. Are you worried mm. about um, postnatal depression? Or have you got like a plan in place for how you'll manage, manage that if you're struggling? Yeah, I, I've, I've talked to Sam a few times about the struggle and I've actually been battling with insomnia for the last few years um, and the, this last six months I've been on top of it, which has been incredible and I've been sleeping. And that's that's been, amazing. You think, uh, if anything, when you've got like a person growing in you and mm-hmm. uh, it's an uncomfortable shape, it'd be harder to sleep. Yeah. Why do you think you've had insomnia for the last few years? Um, I think I've just, like, the stresses. I, I have put a lot of pressure on myself, I think, to I be the best person I can be. And I had a situation at work when I first started working in early childhood and I just didn't like how I was being treated and it kind of put my conf- knocked my confidence back a lot. And I didn't want to go to work, so I didn't want to get up in the mornings and that's when it started and I it was awful. I spent many – the amount of sleeping tablets that I took was just – horrendous and it just makes you feel like a piece of shit you just feel awful you like, can never like, have got on like, like like sort of hungover yeah or, right. every day but i would uh i would even try to go through a night you know i'm not going to take a sleeping tablet and it would just want to sleep and then the next day i would be have no sleep but before the night before i had a sleeping tablet so i thought my only my only way mm. out of this is sleeping tablets so it was a really bad few years but and I guess that's one thing, good thing in that is what's prepared me for motherhood because I know oh, sleep deprivation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny the way the old um the old mental health thing, like everything can be going along really. Good. This, this is why I love to talk about it so much. Like mm-hmm. things can be going along so well, and can be like just one little thing that happens. Like for you, it's this person at work, and that can just even when mm-hmm. that that problem is removed, the damage that it's done, done. can remain for yeah. so much longer. I mean, it was years that I t- took me to. Get on top of it, and how did you eventually get on top of it? I ended up taking anti-anxiety medication, um, and I had was I was on that for before I had insomnia. Um, Besides, back when I was a teenager, um, I was on them. And mental health has been in our family, so oh, it has. Um, yeah, Jeez, it's in a lot of the rural communities, yeah, isn't it? It's a massive yeah. thing. Um, my sister actually did a massive talk on mental health, and she's in the rural support kind of mental health community and she's really on top of that and really supportive and yeah I I guess for me yeah talking about it is one thing that people just don't do enough of. It's funny we we definitely need more of that eh and uh, I think it's becoming more like you talk we we talked uh, maybe for 10 minutes about Sam's like back injury or neck injury Um, and the mind has got to be treated just like another body part like that. Exactly. It gets exactly. injured and you can fix it. Yeah. And, yeah, I I think we we don't actually understand or know how many people are going through stuff like that, but there are a lot of people that are going through mental health issues. We just don't know it because mm. we may not know them or we don't know them enough or they don't want to talk about it. Um, there's just so many reasons. And I also think that with this generation, it just seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. Mm. Yeah, um, oh, social media's got a lot of Social media, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, what a time to be alive. Actually, you're probably from that, you would have grown up with it pretty much your in, mm. entire life, I guess. Like, what was it when you were, t- when you were say, 11, 12, 13? You, you would have been on, like, Bebo, I guess? 
Was it Bieber? I, was, uh, I was actually never on Bieber. Right. Yeah, I, ne- I mean, my sister been, was. So I suppose there's been like Instagram and Facebook pretty yeah. much your entire yeah. like puberty years. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So my sister, yeah, I never kind of, I don't know, went on to that stage. But yes, it was actually, you look back on all your posts and what you used to post back then, you think, God, that's cringe. Why did I, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Facebook, uh, Facebook memories. It's like, yeah. do you want to share this? I'm like, uh, nope, no, I actually never want to see it again. Yeah, I know, right? It's funny the things that the internet and Google, you know, will just hold on to and yeah. maintain. You, it seems like you're really good at um, at speaking and communicating, and it seems like you've got a real good support network as well. So I'm sure if things get, get tough, and I'm sure there will be times when they, when they get tough mm. with, um, with a young son or daughter in the house, uh, I'm sh- yeah, yeah, I'm sure you've got the support network to get through it. Yeah, well, Sam is really um, supportive. He's great at communicating, and um, and that's probably why I'm a better communicator with him and other people. Which saying, you know, telling them my needs and what I'm scared about, you know, for pre- for after when baby is born, and obviously this insomnia thing is a big kind of thing in my back of mind. It is, yeah. yeah so. I am nervous in that sense that it will bring back that, and I, I'm one of those people who just just cannot function well on, if I haven't had enough sleep. And you think about those people who go out and you know they need a few hours, and the next day they come on, they go to work, or they do this, and I'm thinking, how on earth do these people operate? But they do, and mm. um, yeah, and everyone's different. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I just know I've got good support around me. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And how's, how's Sam's mental health been? Like, I can't imagine it's easy Like when your rugby's your job and you have this limited time window and then you have these massive injuries that take you out for an extended period of time. Yep. Did, did he manage to stay positive through those times or um, some dark days? Definitely some dark days. Yeah. His, his mental health, he's just really good at um, being on, getting on top of it. And he's just actually an inspiration for me because – He's extremely positive and he's really good at working on things. So if something is, you know, wrong or um, he feels that he needs to get on top of, he makes sure that he sticks that there and he has a kind of a plan for it. And we've kind of been better at kind of making good habits and things that kind of are good for your mental health. Yeah. Like I used to be one of those people who would watch TV right up until we went to sleep, whereas now it's reading books. And now I've actually grown to really like reading books before I go to bed or just in general. Well, it's quite so, calming, isn't it? I, and I suppose yeah. if you're looking at a screen, it's almost like a, I don't know, it's, it's upsetting the dopamine yes. levels or whatever in your brain. Yeah, yeah. So he's always been really um, knowledgeable and good on that sense. And, yeah, he's just mm. good with sticking with things. Like, I mean, with rugby, he's – puts a lot of time aside for his, um, you know, stretching or recovery and all this work that he needs to do yeah. outside of kind of rugby. Right. Um, he's definitely a good support person and someone that yeah. I like to kind of look up to for sure. Well, thanks for sharing that about him um, because mm-hmm. I know that's, a, that's his story and um, not yours, but it's always nice to pick the brains of people that um, have their mental mm-hmm. health in tip-top shape. Because yep. it's, um, I, I say this to people, it's like um, you've got to prioritise that. And before you go to the doctor and get on meds or whatever, yep. try, try other things first. Like, yeah. you know, try your know, reading before bedtime. Try drinking more water. Try yep. drinking less alcohol if you drink too much. Yep. Try less screen time. Mm. Try and all those things. And then, it, and then if it's no good, maybe it is a, a chemical yeah. imbalance and go and, get, go, and get, yep. go and see your doctor. Yeah. He's always, like, even with being sick, you know, you kind of make up that, uh, that excuse that, Oh well, I'm sick. I need to be in bed. I need to, 
you know, just not do anything for a few days. But, I mean, yes, that's all good and well, but you should also be trying to get outside and get some vitamin D, go for a nice, easy walk. Because that always makes you feel better. You never regret something like that. Yeah, um, 100%. And even he is really good at pushing me with that. And he's just like, go and do a jog or go and go outside and have a walk or just kind of sit outside just for at least 30 minutes, read your book or whatever, because it's that like vitamin D that you need. Jeez, you guys seem like um, a match made in heaven, such a good couple for each other. Imagine, <laughs> imagine how different your life could have been if you didn't um, go over and, and, and ask if he was single in a bar that day. I know. It's crazy. That's Here we are. Oh, well, listen, um, I've, I've taken up so much of your time, and you've been so generous, and thanks very much, but we'll just end with some quick-fire run questions, okay? Okay, yeah. Okay, Harriet Kane, what do you listen to when you run? Your music or no? You going? Yes, I listen to music. Yeah. Uh, what do I listen to? Probably George FM playlist. Like some, oh, some big dance bangers. bangers. Some big bangers. Right, yep. right. Um, I'm really into that kind of music. So, yeah, I would say that's probably my go-to. I would have picked you to be a podcast girl, like like Jay Shetty or some. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I do some listen, soul food. I do listen to. Um, I'm obsessed with um, crime podcasts. <laughs> So, um, what is it? What is it with women in particular and crime know. podcasts? I'm just so obsessed with it. Like I've been, I always <laughs> try and search for crime podcasts. If I'm running, you know, if I'm running to out there for enjoyment, I'll listen to a, a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm not, because I don't really have to focus on my run. Whereas if I'm going out to push myself, it will definitely be Georgie FM, Big Bangers, kind of stuff like that. To get um, you in the zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Those will be my two go-tos. What's your favourite place to run? Like, do you have like a, a trail near your family farm or near near the house where you live, or um, a block that you like to do in particular? I would usually just try and run from our house. Yeah. Um, we have like a Lake D down the road, which is about three k's from here. Um, so I'll run to there, run around it, which is about three, just over three k. Depending on how long I'm going for, I'll go around that a couple of times. Or we've got a, a walkway just down the road that goes from Hamilton right towards Narawahi and you can go along the river. Mm. Those are usually my go-to. So I must say, like we're, we're sitting in your house at the moment. I, I've just been thinking the whole time when I look over your head out the window, what a great place to be to run. Like you could go for an hour and not see a car. No, no, that's yeah. exactly right. Yep. Um, what's your favourite shoe? Do you have like a shoe that you lean towards or nothing specific? Uh, hooker. Oh, really? Yep. Hokers? Yep. Oh, yeah. Did I say it? Hokers. Hokers, yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> yes. a, a big fan of them. I've been yep. running on them for years. Mm. Massive, massive soles. Yeah. Um, not... I mean, not the, not the most beautiful shoes, it has no. to be said, um, um, aesthetically, but great if you want to remain injury-free. Yes, yeah, I love them. I've got like a kind of trail runner, so it's good for kind of off-road and trails and stuff like that. So I can. Mm. And, or if I want to go for a road run, it's it's good to do that too, so it's vice versa kind of thing. You know? Amazing. You might you might be the youngest person in the world that's onto the hokers. Really? Yeah, they're, they're massive, massive with um, like – middle-aged runners yeah. and older. Like, if you go to a big event, like, say, the New York Marathon, London Marathon, something like that, the amount of people you see, like middle-aged people mm. in hokers, it's phenomenal wow. because they're just so supportive and yeah. so good to remain injury Yeah, free. that's exactly cool. So Sam's got some as well. We've only just got them in the last, like, year. I used to wear um, Essex, and they were good too, but definitely I've loved the hokers. They're yeah. Really good. And if the people at Hokers are listening, um, Sam is a size 12, you can send them to me and I'll be sure to pass them off. <laughs> Do you prefer to run alone or with a crew? I probably like to run with a crew. Uh, makes it go faster, mm. more enjoyable. Yeah, definitely, I think. Right. Um, summer or winter for running? What summer. You... Really? Weirdly. Really? Yeah. Ah. I really like the heat. Um, I just feel like you can kind of – push yourself and you feel real good in the heat. Um, 
I don't really get it like getting up in the mornings and it being freezing cold um, because I'm definitely one of those people who will chuck a thermal on, go out for a run, within 10 minutes I'm hot and then have to take it off. <laughs> and off I'm like, why didn't I just yeah. <laughs> leave it at home? <laughs> yeah. Um, and runner's high, is that a real thing or a myth? Oh, what, sorry? Runner's high. Well, is it kind of just what, when you get into running and it's like um, I'm going to be new, the new runner who lo- loves running kind of thing? No, seriously, have you, you never heard the no. term? Huh, how about it? Yeah. Runner's high, it's a thing. Um, it's, I don't think it's ever been scientifically explained, but if you Google it, there'll be millions of articles on it. Okay. It's just sometimes when people run, they, they just get a thing called a runner's high where you know you might be feeling shit in a race and then you have a few cases where you're just in like this flow state where everything oh, okay. feels easy. Or then it can be one of those things where you feel shit during the run and then afterwards you just feel like amazing yep. for hours afterwards. I suppose it's just like an endorphin high. I would say that's probably that is true. Yeah. Because you weirdly do get like a spark of energy and I have mm. even like the time of the day that you run, I definitely feel like I could run for hours in the evening. Whereas if I got up in the morning I would just be real slow and sluggish and mm. heavy. But there has been times when, you know, when you finish a run and you feel like your legs could just keep going. Yeah. 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 It's a great feeling. It doesn't it doesn't happen all the time. No. In fact, it, it, Happens hardly ever, but when it does, yeah, it um, keeps you going and makes you want more. Yep. And last one, Harriet Kane, what's your why when it comes to running? Why? I love a good challenge, so and I love seeing results. So when you run, you can always you know push yourself to become better and do better, and you feel really good after it. That's what I love the most. You never you never regret a run. Whereas you may think I'm gonna I'll go, I'll, I'll go and do a run today. I'll get this run done. But actually, when you do it, you feel bloody good after, and that's something that happens every single time. So, yeah, that's definitely my why. What a place to end it. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for your time. Good luck for the next few weeks, and um, hopefully we see you in a wetsuit and Taupo at the start of an Ironman in a couple of years with um, Sam pushing a pram. (laughs) Sam in a pram. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thanks so much. Really nice to spend time with you. Yeah, thanks, Dom. It's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for listening all the way through. Hope you got something out of that episode with Harriet Kane. Thank you very much again to the sponsors of this week's episode, Fisherman's Friend. Fisherman's Friend, dollar rating at your supermarket or at your pharmacy. So many awesome flavours. There's mint, original, blackcurrant, honey lemon, whatever you need, they got it for you. Real handy thing to have in your handbag or your purse or uh, in the car with you. Put one in your mouth, keep your breath smelling good and keep those winter coughs at bay. Thank you very much, Fisherman's Friend. And thank you especially to you guys for joining me for this episode of Runners Only with Tom Harvey. Hope to see you next week. Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O, and the discount code DOM20. 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.